welcome to Today in Sports Betting. I'm your host, Doug Reed. This is a Sports Ethos production. You can find me on Twitter at Doug underscore Reed 34. Happy to get any feedback, thoughts, comments. Please send me a DM. I will respond as quickly as possible. Before we get going, I want to point out a couple Twitter accounts that I think you should follow. One uh, is for our wagering division here at Sports Ethos, and it's Ethos Wagering, E-T-H-O-S Wagering. Get a free play sent there. Mine was on tap yesterday. It was not a winner, unfortunately, but uh, you get a daily free play. Uh, lots of comments from our uh, wagering group, insight into the market, insight into, what, insight into what's going on. And if you're a basketball fan or a fantasy basketball player, we also have a fantastic uh, Twitter account at ethos fantasy bk for basketball is the single most dominant basketball and fantasy news feed out there in my opinion Uh, you get all your news in one handy twitter feed it's faster than the competition provides more analysis too again it's ethos fantasy bk highly recommend you follow that on twitter so a little recap of yesterday Uh, busy day i had nine plays in action went one and one in the nba um went four and two my nba plays just trying to pull them up here um yeah nba plays went one and one in the ncaa uh i was four and two and on the ice i did a fun little three-team parlay and the won the first two games with the bruins winning easy dallas winning and then what should have been the lock of the night the leafs over arizona was actually uh what broke my parlay Leafs pulled up, but lost a 2-1 stinker at Arizona, uh, and that parlay fell through. So we'll be getting why, getting to why I'm not a fan of parlays at an, on another show uh, in our strategy sessions, which I like to do on Fridays. Be another one coming up tomorrow. It'll be on uh, bankroll management, but we'll, de- we'll get to uh, my thoughts on parlays um, and a future date. So on to... This week, uh, today, uh, in sports betting, lots of games on on tap. In the NBA, there's five games. Um, college basketball, there's 57 games. I'm only going to touch on a few of them. Uh, NHL, there's 11 games on the ice. I really only have one play there. And then the buildup uh, for the weekend is wild card weekend. We've got games on Saturday, Sunday, and even a Monday night football. I'll be touching on those tomorrow. I'm not going to talk about any of those games today, uh, but should be a great weekend in football ahead. So... Without further ado, let's get right to uh, the boards for tonight and what I'm seeing out there. As I said, 57 games uh, in college, a lot of interesting games on the board. Uh, I start with uh, Seton Hall is at the Paul. Seton Hall's five and a half point favorites at the Paul, total 145 and a half. I'm on the over here. Uh, I like the way these teams play. They play a little up up tempo right now. Uh, Ken Palm Seton Hall is 34th fastest team, and the Paul 35th fastest team both uh in the top 100 and adjusted efficiency so they they play fast and they are efficient and both in the top third of the nation uh in two-point field goal percentage so i think there'll be points had by both teams uh a close big 10 um, big 10 big east game uh seton hall the favorite i like seton hall but i would not be surprised if the home DePaul won uh i also use some uh references uh some sites i like to reference uh, and all three of the ones that I use, Ken Palm has his game going well over, uh, Bart Torkovic has it going well over, and Jeff Sagrin has it uh, right around 145. They're very analytic-based um, systems, 
And when I see all three in line with what I'm thinking, it's definitely a play for me. So I'm on the total of 145 and a half over that in the Seton Hall DePaul game. Um, into the Big Ten, I've got Indiana plus five at Iowa. Now, I think this game could go either way. Um, Iowa is a much better team at home. Um, on what I like this game, though, the total is 150 and a half. I'm on the over of this as well. That's a big number for sure, especially in Big Ten. Um, but I do like Iowa at home. They play better at home. They like the score. They like the run. Even without their big man, Luca Garza, in the NBA with the Detroit Pistons this year, they still like to score. When you look at some of these, um, the metrics, as far as their pace, Indiana's 123rd in the country, so top third. Play fast, but not super fast. Uh, Iowa's number five. Uh, when you look at their effective field goal percentage, Indiana comes in 49th. Iowa's number 26th. Both shooting Indiana just under 54%. Iowa just under 55% uh, from two. Uh, Iowa is number 28 at 55.6%. Indiana number 51. From three, still fairly good. Iowa's number 81. They hit about 35.5 of their, their three-point shots. Uh, Indiana comes in exactly number 100 at 35%. And what I like, in, in this would probably be the difference at the, end of the, at the end of the day if this game remains close. Free throw percentage. Iowa's number 32. They hit 77% of their free throws. Indiana is not so hot in this department. They're number 247. They're only hitting 68.5. So I think it's a close game. Uh, could come down to the end. Let's hope it comes down to the end. That means there's fouls. It means the, stop, the, the clock stopped. That means there's buckets with the clock stopped. And I think Iowa at home, they just seem to like their, their home gym. Uh, it's a hard place to play. It's a hard place to win. They've got a good record. They've always done well at home. Uh, but they're scoring. They're averaging, Indiana's averaging just a shade under 75 points a game this year. Iowa's averaging 86.7. Now, I realize a lot of those are early season numbers against weaker opponents, but when you look at home, Iowa's averaging 93.1 points per game. Again, slanted towards a weaker competition to start the year. I'm not suggesting that they're going to score 93 points tonight. However, uh, with a total of 150, Iowa's favored by five. Can they each put up 70, 70-ish? Um, if they each get to 75, we're at 150. So I think I, I could see a game... Both teams getting in the 70s, mid-70s, uh, and getting over that 140 and a half total. Uh, the next game I'm on is a late-night game. Uh, I'm going to bounce back and forth a little here, but Oregon is plus 10 at UCLA. Now, UCLA comes in, I think they're ranked number three in the polls right now. They started the season, there was a debate if they were going to be number one and number two with Gonzaga and Baylor. They fell off a little, but Mick Cronin seems to have righted that ship, and they are playing very good these days. They haven't played a lot in the last uh, few weeks, but they are playing playing well. I'm, again, this is the third straight game I want a total over. The total is 140 and a half, and I'm on the over. Um, both play at average pace. Neither are super fast, um, but they play about average pace. Uh, what I like is their efficiency. Oregon's 29th uh, rated team in offensive efficiency. UCLA is number 15. So they're efficient with the ball. They both like to score. Uh, the thing that gets me to the over here is UCLA is a very good team, especially at home. But Oregon uh, struggles on defense. Um, in all the in most of the metrics, when you look at their defense against two point three point scoring, um, they struggle and they give up a fair bit of points. So I do like that. Right now, they are averaging Oregon's averaging just under seventy two points a game, and the Bruins of UCLA are averaging eighty and a half points a game. I think at home. They're going to be able to score. I think against Oregon's defense, which has been a little suspect, they're going to be able to score. 
So I think I like UCLA to win, but again, you never know uh, in these Pac-12 games. UCLA is the class, seems to be the class of of that division. Um, but I think Oregon with Dana Altman as a coach will be ready. I think they'll put up a fight. I don't think they'll win. I don't think it'll be. I think it'll be a two or three possession game at least in the end. If I had to pick a side, I'd probably take Oregon with the ten. Um, but that's a little too tight a line for me. So I'm on the 140 and a half uh, a total going over. Another game, a little earlier, Horizon League game, is Wright State at Robert Morris. Two teams that probably don't get a lot of national coverage. Uh, Wright State, or pardon me, Robert Morris lost their top scorer uh, last week, left the program. And I think a lot of people thought that would send them into a tailspin. What it's done is caused a couple other players to, allow a couple other players to step up. It's also caused a little more chaos, more turnovers. Uh, they're pay- playing a little more scrambled, which I think leads to more points for both teams. For the other team, uh, getting more turnovers, uh, running running, running a little more on them, being able to put some buckets in the basket we've seen in the last couple of games. So Wright State comes in the five and a half point favorite at Robert Morris. If I had to pick a side, I would lean Wright State. I'm not on that, though. Uh, I'm also on the over for my fourth straight over uh, of 153. And the thing is here, I think both teams are decent on average. Pardon me, decent on offense, but on defense, they are terrible. Wright State, uh, Wright State is below the 250th rank in almost every metrics from offensive efficiency, effective field goal rate, two point, three point shots. So there's 365 teams, I believe, um, college basketball teams. They're below number 250. And what's even funny is Robert Morris is even worse. They're below number 300 in almost every metric. So neither of these teams are any good at defense or like to play defense. So maybe a sloppy game, maybe lots of turnovers, but I do like the fact that neither team likes to defend. So hopefully lots of buckets uh, in this game. They both have decent offenses. Uh, Right now, Wright State is, as far as two-point field goals, they're 41st in the country. Robert Moore is 134th. So kind of top third for RMU. And... Quite high, top top what top twenty percent at least, top fifteen percent uh, for Wright State. Free throws, they're both pretty good at that too. So if this game does remain close, which is a good chance it could, uh, Wright Wright State comes in number thirty five in the country, and RMU comes in at number fifty four in the country. Uh, Wright State, which is under seventy seven percent, and RMU with about seventy six percent from the charity stripe. So bad defense, lots of points. Decent two-point field goal shooting team. Good free throw shooting teams. I think there's lots of points to be scored here. Also, when you look at the points they are averaging, uh, Wright State comes in just under 75 points per game, and RMU comes in just under 70 points a game. So they should be able to score, and they're playing poor defenses. So I'm looking for uh, a fair bit of points there. The last game that I'm on is Oregon State is plus 14.5 at at, uh, USC. Now, USC and UCLA seem to be the two teams will be battling out for the Pac-12. I, I, I'm I'm on the UCLA bus for sure in that debate. Uh, but I think 14 and a half points on Oregon State, given laying 14 and a half points is just too many uh, for USC. Oregon State has struggled at home. They've got some ugly losses. Now they're on the road. I don't expect them to win this game. I don't really think it'll stay close. But they've won two of their last three. I think they're three and eleven overall. But they've won two of their last three. They seem to have righted the ship a little so i think they will be able to keep this game close um not not close but i don't think they they're, they're going to get blown out of the gym by 15 or more points so i'm happy to take oregon state plus 14 and a half uh at usc tonight so those are my five games uh in college ball 
When we head to the NBA, uh, interesting slate. There are, uh, what did I say, five games tonight in the NBA. We've got Golden State uh, in Milwaukee. Warriors are one and a half point favorites, total 223 and a half. This is just too close to call. Golden State um, obviously is the elite teams in the league, but as is Milwaukee, they've got Giannis back. This should be a great game. I'm looking forward to actually watching this game, but it's a little too tight for me. Uh, the Clippers head to New Orleans. They are three and a half point underdogs, 215 is the total. Paul George is still out. If I had to lean one side, I would lean New Orleans, but my model has them very slightly favored. Take Paul George out of that, maybe by two or three points, but a three and a half points, I think that line's very tight. Uh, I'm not going to be in that game. Minnesota is traveling to Memphis. Memphis is four and a half point favorites. 230 and a half is the total. Um, My model has Memphis favored by about four. So regularly when my model comes up with such a close number, I would stay off this game, but... uh, Memphis on a 10-0 run. They've been playing fantastic ball. People are talking about them, looking at them. I heard, I heard a story today about them, people talking about them winning the West. Not quite there yet, but they're a fun young team to watch. And I think laying four uh, points at home against Minnesota is very doable for John Morant and company. So I am on the Grizzlies at minus four over Minnesota. And the next game of the night, OKC is in Brooklyn. Brooklyn opened, I think, at about an eight, eight and a half point favorite. It's down to five and a half. Duran is out. Kyrie is not allowed to play because it's in New York. Uh, so I think this line again is pretty tight at five and a half. Excuse me. I originally had the line about ten, but that was with Durant uh, in the lineup. Uh, so this is a fade for me. Two sixteen and a half is pretty close to my total as well. So I'm not going to touch that. The last game of the night is Portland. Or should I say Portland's G League team traveling to play the Nuggets in Denver? This line is Denver minus 11, total 211.5. Now, for Portland, they're out Lillard, McCollum, Nance, Anthony Simons, and Dwight Powell. Um, sorry, Norm Powell, not Dwight Powell, sorry. They're out Norm Powell. They've got Nurkic, Covington, and not a whole lot else in there. So I'm off this game. I was originally on Portland, but then when I see all these guys out with Simons and Powell out, uh, there's no chance. This is a no play for me. However, I am putting a prop on this game uh, with Portland. Someone's got to score. Their implied point total is about 100. uh, 211.5 total, and they're minus 11, so it's 100.5, their implied point total. Uh, Someone's got to score for them. And I looked down who the lists were, and the numbers were a little too high. I settled on uh, Covington, Robert Covington. His points at 10.5. Ten and a half points. I took the over at minus 115. His last four games, he scored 21, 8, 17, and 10. So he's averaging more than that. He's going to get lots of minutes. He's going to get a full run. And again, someone's got to score. I see him putting up some buckets, putting up some shots. And hopefully he can get me 11 points or more so I can cash that ticket. My last play of the night on the board is in the NHL. Uh, big board of the 11, 11 games I think it was in the NHL. Um, but before we get there, uh, I'll get to my final play of the night. But I do want to talk to you about a uh, partner of ours, new partner of ours, is Thrive Fantasy Sports. Um, you prop up with Thrive. It's a great app uh, to play props. You're not playing against the market. You're playing against a house. You're playing against others. So um, it's a mo- yeah, it's a mobile app. 
and use the code ethos, E-T-H-O-S, when you sign up, you get a 100% deposit match bonus on your first deposit up to $100, plus either two or four free game tickets to play. Pick player props and the biggest names every night, score points when their props hit, and the players with the most points win their share of the nightly prize money. So again, you're not going against the house, you're going against others who are putting money on these props. So if you like Covington, get the Thrive Fantasy and uh, put Covington at 10 and a half, over 10 and a half points tonight. Uh, and also, check out our Sports Ethos DFS team. We have podcasts. Uh, we've got a lot of information on our site if you get one of our packages. Uh, and you can get a lot of information uh, on DFS at our sportsethos.com site. So my last play of the night is on the ice in the NHL. A lot of games. There's a lot of favorites. I like Boston and Philly tonight, but they're close to minus 300. I'm just not willing to lay three to win to win one or even laying one unit to win a um, point three back. So I took a total here. Uh, Montreal is at Chicago. Chicago's favored by two minus 240. Again, I'd be on the Blackhawks to win, but I'm not willing to lay that kind of money. Uh, the total is five and a half, and I'm on the over at minus 105. So I'm on the over five and a half at minus 105 between Montreal and Chicago. The fact of the matter is Montreal is just playing terrible. They're on the road. They're not looking good. Can they score a goal or two? Sure. And can the Blackhawks score? Definitely. I think this game, uh, you know, they, have, they need to get to six for me to catch this. I think there will be some goals scored. Chicago has been playing hot and cold this year. Uh, I think Fleury's in that for Chicago tonight. And Montreal has been playing poorly. So I see this as an easy Chicago win. Do they get the four goals? If they do, then the Habs just need to score two and I can cash. So uh, I'm on the over. Montreal at Chicago. Total five and a half for the over. Before I wrap up today's show, uh, I do want to remind you of Manscaped.com. Go to Manscaped.com. Use the the coupon code HOOPBALL20. It's HOOPBALL20 for 20% off your order and free shipping. Also, check out our friends at mybookie.ag, which has been a longtime partner of the, the team here at Sports Ethos. Use the code HOOPBALL uh, when you sign up. It's on a third page, and you unlock deposit match bonuses uh, there at mybookie.ag. So, some NCAA plays, uh, a play and a prop in the NBA, and an over in the NHL tonight is what I have on the board. Tomorrow, we're going to go through the board again. Uh, also going to get into a little strategy session session to start off uh, my Friday shows. I like to have a strategy session. Uh, talk about bankroll management, one of the unheralded, unsexy, boring things of sports wagering. But I, in my opinion, it is vital to be able to manage your bankroll and understand what that means. So hopefully you can tune in for that. And we'll also get to what should be an exciting weekend in the NFL uh, with the wildcard weekend a new format going Saturday, Sunday, and Monday night football. So, hope you enjoyed the show. Hope you can tune in tomorrow for a little strategy session. Uh, hit the boards and talk a little NFL. So, have a great night, and we will chat with you tomorrow.